Hello everyone and welcome to the Impact Play, impacting more than just gaming. I'm your show host, Muhammad, otherwise known as It's Yagu, and we are your one-stop news shop for the latest and greatest across gaming, tech, entertainment, sports, and music. Plus, we're also amplifying voices from those with respective fields, and having those stories told here on the Impact Play. You can join us when we record the show live over at Twitch.tv. Slash the impact play and by clicking on that notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live or later on YouTube or even on your favorite podcast platform. Just simply search for the impact play. However, you consume your content wherever you consume it, we are there. Your support keeps the lights running and keeps the content rolling. You can, you can support us over anchor.fm slash the impact play slash support or via Patreon or server recruits and above. Get the show ad free. Go to recruits and above. Have exclusive access to the post show, early access, but so much more. Learn more and become a Patreon supporter today at patreon.com backslash play. Review by using the Epic Credit Code Debug Play. We are Epic Partners. So with every purchase you make within the Epic Store when you use that credit code, you will get a commission and a slight kickback. Help support the show for the elevators and know it should cost to you. Once again, that credit code is the Impact Play. It's all one word and it's not case sensitive. This is episode 190 and on the agenda. We have a release date for God of War Ragnarok. More details on Ubisoft's Skull and Bones have been revealed. E3 is returning. Nintendo revealed some new hardware. NBA 2K23 cover athletes. Meta's next VR headset. The FCC is taking on Robocallers. Reddit is getting into the NFT space. Another Stranger Things project. Netflix introduces Spadial Audio, 2022 WNBA All-Star Weekend is here. The New York Mets officially retires Keith Hernandez's number 17. Brino Stewart's first signature shoe has been unveiled. Shawn Mendes postpones his world tour. The weekend postpones his hometown show. New and upcoming music from Charlie Puth. Burner Boy, Ed Sheeran, Jamie Bablin, and more. Plus the top stories of the week. This episode of the Impact Play is sponsored by Audible. However, me and the team will tell you all about that later. Welcome to our very first segment of the show. Where are you to have been playing, to have been enjoying, essentially what we have been up to. So, I, uh, I guess if you guys uh, did join our live stream a couple of days ago, on the 10th, no, not the 10th, the 10th is live. Uh, the 8th, which is two days ago, we did our first playthrough of Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, which was not what I was expecting out of a Mario or even a Rabbit's game, too. Like, I play, I was, I was playing more of a, a, a Mario game, but then Mario games aren't really my forte. But then again, it wasn't, it wasn't enjoyable, literally. So if you guys missed that live stream, fret not, the VOD is up now on our YouTube channel. So, so youtube.com backslash play and it's under playthroughs. Mm. Alrighty. Uh, I finished watching, um, I'm up to date with Miss Marvel. I got to watch the Umbrella Academy, which we'll definitely do a spoiler cast for. Uh, Stranger Things Season 4, I'm on that as well. Man, I'm enjoying this one, though. I'm enjoying this a lot more than Season 3, though. 
what else song would I run up to gaming wise? Genshin Impact, literally. I'm on and off it, but I don't. I'm not away from it for for far too long, though. Um, yeah, that's about it. So I guess we're gonna hop into the news, folks, and we're gonna start with some housekeeping for you. Sign up for your free 30-day trial and immediately get access to one credit. And if you have Amazon Prime, you get access to two credits. And it's good for any premium title. Simply go to audibletrial.com backslash the impact play. Once again, that URL is audibletrial.com backslash the impact play. Uh, so like I said previously, if you guys missed our our first ever play, my first ever playthrough of Mario and Rabbit's King the Battle. Uh, the VOD is up on our YouTube channel, so youtube.com backslash to make play. And then we've been uploading a lot of uh, bite-sized uh, clips from our sh uh, live streams, from our from the podcast, from our co-streams, and more. So, uh, and over on our TikTok channel, our Instagram Reels, or even via YouTube Shorts. So you can check that all out. Just search for the Impact Play. It's all one word, by the way, folks. Uh... Uh, where are you? Oh, here it is. Just about that. So we do have a spoiler cast for episode five of Miss Marvel. Time in again. Uh, so if you guys are are really into the show, really enjoying it, then you'll definitely enjoy our our spoiler cast. And speaking of uh, the, the our YouTube channel, we uploaded a whole bunch of reacts over on their that side as well. So reacting to uh, all the trailers from the Skull and Bones uh, announcement, we have official trailers, unboxings, and reveals that we have all reacted to. So you can check that all, all that content and more over on, on the YouTube side of things. So we're done with our housekeeping, folks. Now we're going to move on to your gaming play. And of course, the first is coming up from Ubisoft directly. In regards to the Ubisoft forward, the Skull and Bones showcase. All right, I guess a little bit of a, a, a reveal. Uh, let's see. So, Ubisoft forward is back. This time with two events showcasing never-before-seen news, gameplay reveals, and more happening on July seventh, which we which we'll talk about. The very first Ubisoft Forward Spotlight and Skull and Bones will provide an in-depth look at the upcoming open-world multiplayer pirate game inspired by the Indian Ocean during the Golden Age of Piracy. Then on September 10th at 9... Let's see, we have 12 p.m. Eastern. So at 3 p.m. Eastern, Ubisoft Forward returns in full force, ready to reveal updates and news on multiple games and projects from Ubisoft teams around the world. Ubisoft Forward will broadcast on YouTube, Twitch, and official website. Da, 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 da. Uh, 
So, Skull and Bones is set to launch November 8th on uh, Xbox Series X, S, PlayStation 5, Windows PC, the Epic Game Store, and the Ubisoft Store, Google Stadia, and Amazon Luna. Set in the Indian Ocean at the end of the 17th century, during the Golden Age pirate, uh, of, of piracy. Skull and Bones invites players to forge their own destiny and live their ultimate pirate fantasy. If they have what it takes to survive, an open world spanning the African coast to the islands of the East Indies, Skull and Bones challenges players with rough seas, deadly wildfire, deadly wildfire, and of course, enemy ships. Players will start with naught but their wits and rackets a little sailboat. As they gather resources, they'll unlock blueprints that will let them craft new and bigger ships, upgrade their weapons and tools, all of which are essential for growing their reputations and expanding their pirate possibilities. To further build their fleet and gain access to even more resources and upgrades, players must grow their infamy by completing contracts from vendors, local factions, and kickpins throughout the world. Players can also identify new opportunities by exploring or the seas with captain tools such as spyglasses, which can spot trade routes and wealthy merchant ships or scope out enemy weaknesses for the best plan of action. Naval combat is a core feature of Skull and Moons, and you'll be able to customize your approach depending on your preferred playstyle. There are 12 different ship options in the game, each with different stats for speed, capacity, and hit points. Additionally, each ship has unique perks that allow players to customize their experience. Ships can be equipped with armor and a number of deadly weapons like cannons, mortars, torpedoes, and more. Skull and Bones is available for pre-order in the Ubisoft Store for the Xbox Series X, S, PlayStation 5, and Windows PC, and is offering free shipping to most locations on physical copies of the game. Pre-order worry free thanks to our 14-day to our refund play uh, refund policy. Da -da 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 -da. So it's playable solo or co-op with two with up to two friends. Really, just two? It's a multiplayer game. As plans for new seasons post-launch, each bringing new contracts, content, and challenges. They have what it takes when it releases on November eighth. So. And speaking of uh, Ubisoft, we'll get. Uh, there has been a reveal trailer for the upcoming mobile title, Tom Clancy's Division Resurgence. So you either can play solo or co-op on both iOS and Android. It's, uh, speaking of Ubisoft... Uh, Ubisoft is uh, shutting down multiplayer for older titles coming from over from The Verge. So the full roundup, let me see if we have it here. I know we have it in this thingy somewhere. So we have uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Revelations, uh, Assassin's Creed 3, Creed 2. It's literally just online elements, the most player aspects of things. So we have uh, other titles including San Francisco, Far Cry 3, Ghost of Recon Future Soldier, Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, Raymond Legends, and Splinter Cell Blacklist are just amongst uh, the full list. 
and uh, the Division 2 will get a year 5 coming over from Eurogamer. Tom Clancy Division 2 will receive further updates as part of our planned year 5 for the game. Ubisoft has confirmed. This follows a return of new features over the past year and two more previously announced seasons due to the course of 2022. Season 10 is due late in August, will feature a new manhunt, fresh gear events, additional countdown difficulties, new legendary difficult strongholds, and other quality of life improvements. Season 11 is due in early December, will add another new manhunt, a whole other fresh game mode, plus more gear and quality of life improvements. Looking uh, to 2023, Ubisoft says it plans to continue to marshal the forces of veterans at main the division's developer massive plus team at Ubisoft, Bucharest, Toronto, and Shanghai for the game's year five. But there's no further details as of the moment. So, so God of War finally have uh, has a release date for November 9th. In addition to a, C, a, a CG trailer, as well as a box opening, which we have details on as well. So if you guys are interested in checking out the trailers, be sure to check out our reacts to those as well. But nonetheless, so we're getting a brand new collector's edition and even a more of a premiere. Uh, how do you pronounce this again? Hot hot in our uh, collector's edition that will be available to pre-order soon so pre-orders will begin July 15th including the launch edition, digital deluxe, collectors and hot in our edition so let me Show you a little bit of a screenshot of what's coming to the collector's edition. So for all your audio listeners, you are definitely missing out if you're if you coming later to check out the VOD. So of course we're getting that loadable content. Apparently, the only two strikes that I have with these two editions, the collector's edition and the owner edition, like I talked about it on the Reacts, the Steelbook. Apparently it has, it has a Steelbook in both editions, right? Then why is there no physical copy then? It doesn't make any sort of sense for collectors, right? In addition, so let's get into into what's available, and then we'll talk about uh, mother strife with this. So we have uh, the two in va uh, veneer twin carvings, the Darwin dice set, a 16-inch uh, Monier uh, replica. The notable content includes the dark. Dale Armor, Dark Dale Asker, Axe Grip, Dark Dale Blades Handles. We have the uh, Attire Cosmetics, the full game for the PS4 and PS5, digital code. Avatar Set, Dark Horse Digital Mini Artwork, Official God of War Ragnarok Digital Soundtrack. And the last and the second strike that I have is this theme. Apparently, you're only getting a PlayStation 4 theme. Okay, so the game, we're not getting a physical copy of the game, but we're getting it's available for the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. But the theme is only available for the PlayStation 4. Like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Why not just have a PlayStation 5 theme as well? If people are going out to spend their money, why are you giving them the theme for an older console that they might not even have? 9 times out of 10. Or even want to play it on. 
and then the other, well, the other trifle I didn't make was apparently it's supposed to be a current gen game, but it's not. It's being available for the for last gen. Like which which is I don't mind, but still, this is apparently being, I guess, headlined as a PlayStation Five title. But it's still available on the PlayStation Four. It is what it is. Okay. Now let's see what else we got. And now we're gonna go into the Yard Rock and uh collection. That's not it. That's the launch edition. Uh, where are you? Oh, here it is. I know how to do somewhere. So you're essentially getting the same thing as uh, was in the collector's edition, plus some more things. So you get a seven-inch vinyl record of music, which apparently isn't isn't digital since since they're I guess uh, going everything digital for some reason. And then you have a pin set Fal uh, featuring the Falcon, Bear, and Wolf. You have a more premiere uh, dice set. You also got a cloth map as well as the legendary Drapner ring. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's about it. But, and, but you know, you got the monier and the, the digital content as well. As in the regular collector's edition. So literally, that's my strife with it. It doesn't make any sort of sense. But if you guys are interested, our pre-orders will go live uh, July 15th as of this recording. And we have some side bit of news. So uh, we, uh, we have Mr. Kazuki Takahishi uh, uh, suddenly passed away. This is coming over from Konami's uh, Twitter account. We are deep, we are shocked and saddened to hear of the sudden passing of Mr. Kazuki Takahashi. We are deeply grateful for the wonderful Yu-Gi-Oh! universe that he has created. And our thoughts are with his friends and family at this difficult time. Together with his countless fans, we pledge to carry on the Yu-Gi-Oh! legacy with all the love and care it deserves. So may he rest in peace. Thank you for everything he's given us. So, E3 is set to return in LA in 2023 after a three-year hiatus coming over from Variety. It's game back on for E3. After a three-year absence, E3 historically the game, the quote-unquote the game's industry biggest confab, is scheduled to return to the Los Angeles Convention Center the second week of June 2023. And the, the ESA. The creative group that runs the convention also announced a partnership to produce E3 2023 with Red. Readpop, the event production company behind uh, events uh, such as PAX, New York Comic Con, Star Celebration, and others. After the convention in 2020 was canceled because of COVID, ESA held an all-virtual E3 2021 
and this year's conventional skins was all together. So it looks like it might be back. We'll see how 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 they come back and uh, what way they come back. We'll just have to wait and see on that. Uh, so apparently it's in June because uh, with Jeff Keighley Summer Games Fest, he's doing such a tremendous job. With that, so hopefully I'm planning on hopefully attending uh, uh, the summer games fest for next year, as well as E3. We'll we'll see in what form it it comes, it, what form it comes in. <laughs> so we we'll have to wait and see. If you guys are interested in how many us get there, you can support us over at uh, by literally every little bit by following us on Twitch, uh, joining us when we go live, which will help us unlock subs. Uh, you can uh, by becoming a Patreon supporter, a Patreon.com backslash Jim McPlay, even via anchor.fm backslash Jim McPlay backslash support. So you have a tremendous amount of ways to support us. Help us bring, bring you a slew of content. Alright, let's keep moving on, folks. So we have Nintendo has revealed some new hardware. It has uh, revealed details on the first special edition Nintendo Switch OLED themed around Splatoon 3. So it announced it via a YouTube video, which we did a react to as well. So it has a... Uh, let's see. Let me see something. Let me get into this. Oh, that works. So, uh, the Splatoon 3 game launches on Nintendo Switch on September 9th. And also on, uh, also available to uh, Pro, uh, Splatoon 3 Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. Will also launch uh, alongside a carrying case. In addition to the OLED edition as well. All right, so moving on. Robocop is apparently getting a first-person shooter dubbed Rogue City. Wait, what's it called again? Yeah, Robocop Rogue City. Uh, it's got it had its we have a reveal trailer. It sh showed its first gameplay. And the lead character, Alex Murphy, with the full likeliness of the original actor, Peter Weller. The game is now scheduled to arrive in June 2023. We have some screenshots that we're going to share with you folks coming from IGN.
Okay, so apparently I can't close a little window there, but we can still see the screenshots. It actually doesn't look too shabby. We just have to see how it actually plays. Oh, okay, that worked. Thank <laughs> you for that. So we did that. Yeah, that's literally all the screenshots we have for you, folks. So for all you audio listeners, if you're coming, if you aren't coming later to check out the VOD on Spotify or even our YouTube channel, you're definitely missing out. So first, RoboCop, and now Terminator. Apparently, we're getting an open-world survival game that is in development at Nikon. So that's literally all we have. Once we have uh, some more details, we'll definitely up to you guys on that as well. So now we have... What's this? The Amico Vision. So, uh, coming from gamesindustry.biz. Intellivision has a short that work and it's up and coming, but off delayed, Amico console is still underway, following confusion caused when the trademark seemed to have dropped. Video Games Chronicle reported on Monday that the trademark for the Intellivision Amico was listed as abandoned on June 20th due to a uh, quote-unquote television's failure to follow a statement of use with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. At the time, it was speculated that the Amico Vision had given up by both the trademark and the console itself, but CEO Phil Adam has since sold IGN. This is not the case. Adam told the site... Activision is still currently working on the console. He attributed to the trademark confusion to the USPTO, which he said is usually pretty slow in updating. IGN confirmed the trademark is once again listed as live with the following date updated on June 30th, 2022. So, uh, it was originally due for release back in October of 2020 and has been since delayed multiple times, currently expected to start shipping later this year. Alright, so we have also a remake for Lollipop Chainsaw that is currently in development. Uh, let's see, the game, uh, I guess it will fe feature several veteran developers from the original title working on it, but Pseudo 5.1 and Games Gun won't be joining them. So, uh, Lollipop Chainsaw's original executive producer, Yoshimo Hosada announced that his new company, Dragami Games, will handle uh, development duties. Bagan tweeted after the announcement that he wasn't involved in the remake. So, we have to wait and see on that. Now we have some, uh, the cover items for NBA 2K23 that has been revealed. So, NBA uh, from uh, Game Rant. NBA 2K2023 announced one NBA legend will be gracing his cover this year. And the lead, lead up to pre-orders going live on all platforms, 2K Games has announced more legends will be on the game's cover this year. Uh, let's see. So we have Diana, Tarashi, and Sue Bird will share the cover on the NBA 2K23 WNBA edition. These two WNBA and USA... Uh, 
women's basketball legends have been linked to each other throughout their playing careers since playing together at the University of Connecticut and are joining once more. Subert, who, re- who will be retiring at the end of the 2022 WNBA season, calling in honor, being on the WA 2K23 and sharing the cover with longtime friend and Olympian teammate Diana Tarash- Tarasi as really, really cool or cool personality. This is the second year that a WNBA star has been on the cover of the w- of an NBA 2K title. So, uh, the 2K2023 WNBA edition will be a GameStop exclusive. And in celebration of these two uh, NBA legends sharing the cover, the company will be making a $100,000 donation to every kid's sport as part of the initiative that will go towards the registration fees of families with girls that play on youth basketball title, uh, basketball games. So we have the Michael uh, Michael Jordan edition and the championship edition. And that's all we got for you, folks. Thank you, GameRank, for that. And apparently, uh, Video Games Retail GameStop, which is in the process of pivoting its business around crypto, has fired one of its top executives and laid off a number of staff, including members of Game Informer. In a filing with the U.S. government, GameStop said it terminated CEO Michael Cupero effective immediately. Cupero started as GameStop CFO just about a year ago. Back in June of 2021, in its filing, GameStop side of Rakupo was fired without cause, but the company said it did not share any further details around the nature of circumstances, uh, the circumstances of his exit. Um. So, uh, I feel... Hopefully, these people that were laid off will hopefully find uh, some work elsewhere. But yeah, it, it sucks uh, not being not being in the uh, literally working, and then all of a sudden, yeah, not uh, out of the blue. So Xbox, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let me see. So Xbox will be one of the attendees at Gamescom. And apparently, well, let's see, what are their plans here? Okay, so uh, we have, let's see, let's see here. And it's all and on release new updates about games that have already been announced. So don't expect any new announcements from 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 Gamescom. So fans in Europe and around the world can expect updates on some on some announced games coming to the Xbox in the next twelve months and a chance to hang out as a community in person. The company said, Microsoft will share more specifically on its Gamescom plans in early August before the show begins August twenty fourth. 
So according to Gamescom organizers, more than 250 companies are signed up to appear at the event this year, including Ubisoft, Couch Media, Bandai Namco. So in terms of companies that will not attend, we have Nintendo, Activision Blizzard, and Sony. And it will be a hybrid style event, physical and uh, an online presence. And then uh, Jeff Keighley will, will uh, I guess, live stream the opening night live to begin uh, Gamescom. Okay, so apparently we're getting a Fortnite and Dragon Ball Z crossover. It could be coming soon. Coming from Dual Sharkers, according to a well-known Fortnite leaker, a new file on the latest version of Fortnite hints at a possible Dragon Ball crossover. We have Shenai BR. One of the well-known Fortnite leaguers on Twitter shared a tweet earlier revealing that the long-rumored Dragon Ball crossover could be revealed soon as Epic Games has added a new logo to the Fortnite database, which is just seemingly identical to the original Dragon Ball logo. So that's literally all we have. So we might get a crossover, we might not. So, uh, Blizzard Entertainment is officially ending new kind of development for its MOBA here. Heroes of the Storm, and will instead focus solely on keeping the game running smoothly with seasonal roles, hero rotations, bug fixes, balance updates, and more. Uh, Blizzard shared the news in a blog post, alongside reminding fans that the Heroes of the Storm was first released seven years ago. Blizzard took the, the time to thank the Heroes community, and promises to those who so wish to play that it is committed to making sure that you can continue to enjoy your adventures throughout the Nexus. So we're done with your gaming play, folks. Now we're going to move on to tech. So we have a bit of a comparison comparing Samsung Wallet uh, to Google Wallet. So coming from Android Central. So uh, Google Wallet is the rebrand of the popular Google Pay app with the same NFC payments, transit cards, loyalty cards, and other wallet replacing tools as before. However, it ain't. It also promises new features like driver's license storage and digital car keys. Samsung Wallet Pay also rebranded itself as Samsung Pay rebranded itself as Samsung Wallet and quickly promises to add almost all of the same features as Google Wallet with some unique perks like black chain tracking. The main difference is that you can only use Samsung Wallet on Samsung devices. Uh, so let's see. So they're both uh, no longer support MST. And then Google Wallet will no longer, no longer support peer-to-peer -peer payments like Apple Pay. Okay, so apparently Google Play will remain a simple app if you guys uh, like, are interested in sending money over to other Google Pay users. Oh, I knew it. Samsung used to have uh, a, a uh, used to have a magnetic secure transmission or MST on its Galaxy devices. So, it, uh, so the Galaxy S twenty one, S twenty two, it doesn't support it. That's why I wasn't able to use it. I'm like, what the heck? Why? It was a, it was an amazing feature.
So that's literally it. That's a comparison. So we have a Samsung Unpacked that is apparently happening sometime next month. That will apparently reveal more details on the Galaxy Fold 4, the Flip 4, and Galaxy 5 Watch 5, and more, which I'm definitely excited for. I'm excited for the watch. We just have to wait and see on that. So uh, Elon Musk has apparently won't be buying Twitter after all, coming from IGN. As reported by Bloomberg's Ed Ledlow, Musk is terminating his agreement to purchase the social media giant based on a new filing with the Security and Exchange Commission. Twitter was formally notified that the $44 billion deal, which would have taken the social media private amid a host of other changes, but being terminated on Friday. This follows months of speculation that Musk had gotten cold feet over the deal as he repeatedly complained about what he said was Twitter's refusal to disclose all of its data on spam. So in response to the deal's cancellation, Twitter is apparently suing Musk in a tweet shortly after the news Twitter chairman Brett Taylor wrote that Twitter uh, board is committed to closing the transaction on the pricing terms agreed upon with Mr. Musk and plans to pursue legal action to apparently enforce the merger agreement. And like, if you didn't offer details on everything, why would he buy something that he pretty much has nothing about? Like he, like he said, I'm going to buy it, but I need more de details. Like that, apparently their filing is going to, it's, it's not going to follow through. That's what it seems like. So next on, SEC is apparently taking on robocallers. Uh, coming over from The Verge to try and stop annoying uh, spam calls. So the SEC believes uh, the calls that have been generated from an operation consisting of Roy Cox Jr., Aaron Michael Jr., Jones, their Subco, Pan, uh, Panama Companies and International Associates, according to the FCC press release. Uh, the FCC has told some carriers to cease and desist carrying the calls and on ordering order all networks to be on the lookout for this traffic. So hopefully they'll put an end to this because it's definitely frustrating. Getting calls and text messages as well. So Tesla uh, plans to let non-Tesla electronic vehicles access its supercharger network that will finally kick off later this year as the company starts rolling out upgrades to its fastest charging, uh, faster charging stations coming over from CNET. The news was already in a White House bulletin, announcing $700 million in funding to private companies to ramp up EV charger production and expand access to chargers world nationwide. Tesla's upgrade will be uh, welcome news to EV owners who wanted to tap into the network of rapid chargers, which recharge at uh, 250 kilowatts, soon up to 300 kilowatts, just a battery faster than normal EV chargers. So that's good on that front. We're not done with Elon Musk just yet. So we have some we have some SpaceX news as well. So apparently it's gonna give uh internet access to boats. To to uh let's see what do we got. 
Okay. So we have another article coming from CNN. Uh, Reddit is apparently selling avatars backed by the blockchain. And you could take them off uh, Reddit if you so choose. The avatars are backed by the Polygon blockchain. And owners will be licensed to use them on and off Reddit. Users will be able to purchase the number on the 87 avatars soon. Only access to select members of the subreddit collectible avatars uh, begins Thursday. Or should I say has already begun. Let me see. When is this article written? Oh, so it was written on Thursday. So I'm assuming it's this Thursday. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Artists will be paid each time the avatar is purchased and are entitled to royalties for any secondary sales, Reddit has said. That's kudos to them. Definitely kudos to them. I don't use Reddit, so it is what it is. But that's good that they're partnering up with artists, so. So Twitter is apparently testing a new co-tweets feature this week with users of the social network. The co-tweets feature allows two accounts to co-authorize co-author a tweet and both be tagged in a single tweet. Uh, Twitter has confirmed The Verge to The Verge that this will, that this new feature will now go live for some users for a limited amount of time after the company started experimenting with the idea earlier this year. So it's kind of similar to how Instagram uh, did, uh, did, uh, did that feature as well where you could post, uh, post something but uh, apparently have another creator tagged in that as well, so and it'll show up on both of their feeds. So that's kudos to them. But I'm definitely excited. Hopefully I have access to this and I'll be able to try it out. Okay, so let's see. Apparently, you won't need a Facebook account to use Meta's Quest uh, Pro VR headset. Coming over from Gizmodo. So, Meta has said it has released its mysterious high-end virtual reality headset sometime this year. The company has been referring to the forthcoming VR headset under the codename Project Cambria. But the actual headset will be called uh, the, the Meta Quest Pro, according to reports from Bloomberg. Technically, you won't need a Facebook account to use it once it's available, according to a statement from the company. That's a major relief from former Oculus uh, users. So, another step to... Uh, so, Meta will... The company will be introducing a quote Meta accounts next month. So, okay, so you so soon you'll be able to create a separate account dubbed the Meta account instead of looking at your Facebook account. So that's good to them. A lot of people are going to be happy with that feature. All right. So we have uh, Apple's apparently uh, has a new feature. A lockdown mode. And a new setting in iOS 16, iPad iOS 16, and iOS Ventura. The lockdown mode uh, apparently harden iPhone, iPad, or iMac's defenses in ways that interrupt methods we've seen to compromise devices for highly targeted attacks. Lockdown mode uh, blocks many messaging uh, attachment types, disables link previews, turns off certain web browsing technology by default, block invitations and FaceTime calls from unknown sources.
So it looks like we're done with your tech play, folks. Then I'm going to move on to entertainment. So Netflix is making another live action Death Note with the Doofer Brothers. So apparently the Doofer Brothers ha did uh, start a new production company dubbed Upside Down Pictures, which will help create more film and television projects through Netflix. Apparently we have a first look as well. Let's see. Oh, there we are, folks. Hold on, give me a second. No! What I wanted. Ugh. It is what it is, though. There we are, folks. No, let's uh, full screen it again. I forgot this IGN. <laughs> I feel like we had a Death Note uh, a life thing before. Or is it just me? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into this, hold on. Yeah, we, yeah, we had a film back in 2006. Let me see. Let me see. No, 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 I don't think this is it. Hold on. Let me see. I know there was a film in 2006, but it looks like... Okay, here it is. They're making another live action. So there was a... There is a, a live action death note already. 2017. Yeah, I remember this. Super weird. So they apparently uh giving it another attempt. That's what it seems like. So we have an exclusive coming over from Hollywood Reporter. In regards to Captain America 4, they did find its director and filmmaker Julius Ona. Anthony Mackie will be starring in the feature, reprising his long-time uh, Marvel character Sam Wilson. So that's all we got for you on that front. Uh, let's see. We have uh, some slight bit of news. Uh, Tony Sarico, Sarico, the actor best known for playing Polly Walnuts in The Sopranos, has died at the age of 79. So The Sopranos co-star, uh, co uh, his Sopranos co-star, Michael Aperioli, confirmed the news in an Instagram post, saying, I didn't a lot of... Uh, I did a lot of my best and most fun work with my dear pal Tony. 
So may he rest in peace. Netflix uh, is introducing spatial audio for changing things and other orig other originals. Come over from The Verge. The feature should deliver more immersive sound, particularly for customers who are listening to a TV show or a movie with headphones. Netflix has collaborated with Sennheiser to convert sound uh, surround sound mixes into an expansive spatial audio presentation that can be played through stereo headphones or speakers. That's good to them. And speaking of Stranger Things, uh, so the Doofer Brothers, uh, we already talked about the Death Note thing. Uh, apparently, there's a play, uh, a Stranger Things play, I should say. That, that will be directed by Billy Elliot. Alright, so Charlie Cox is returning as their devil in Echo. Coming over from GameSpot. So Feige told Santa Blend back in December, where we see that, that's how we see it, uh, but apparently he, he uh, it's reported that he will be uh, reprising his role alongside as alongside Vincent the Onofrio that reprising his role as Wilson Fisk the Kingpin. So we're done with the entertainment play, folks. Now I'm going to move on to sports. So uh, let's see. We have a couple of news stories for you, folks. We are less than a week away from deadline for franchise tax players to reach a long-term deal with their respective clubs. If there is no deal by 1 p.m. Eastern on Friday, July 15th, the two sides will no longer be able to negotiate and the players will play the 2020 season under the tag. Uh, one of the more intriguing franchise tax situations in the NFL as we approach this deadline resides in Cincinnati between the Bengals and safety J.C. Bates III. That of one reports. And this article is coming from CBS Sports. That the two sides reaching an extension before the July 15th deadline seems bleak. If that does not come to fruition, the reports also know that it could result in Bates not attending the start of the Bengals training camp on July 26th. Bates has yet to sign his franchise tag that would pay him $12.9 million in 2022 fully guaranteed. While that's a significant raise from the $2.43 million he earned in 2021, uh, but it's still not up to the par for the going rate of today's elite safeties. Uh, we have another one coming over from CBS Sports as well. So Mets, uh, officially, the New York Mets officially retire number 17 for a long-time first baseman, Kate Hernandez. In honor of uh, the first baseman. The gesture was long overdue. Hernandez was the first captain in Met history, and he played his final big league game in back in 1990, the year I was born, <laughs> and was and was said to be a prior a priority for the new owner Steve Cohen. 
So at last, they finally returned his number. Right, so let's see, what do we got? So we have the Baltimore O'Reillys won again on Saturday. This time around, they took down the Angels 1-0 behind strong pitching. Starting starter Dean Kramer, a 26-year-old right-hander, did the heavy lifting, work five scoreless innings, and striking out seven. It was an RBI single in the fourth for Anthony Santander that gave Kramer and the Orioles bullpen all the help they need. Kramer now has a 2.15 ERA through seven stars. The bullpen has been excellent for a while, too. Uh, let's see. So it's literally just a feat that he achieved winning seven in a row. Seven games in a row, I should say. So... So Wander Franco has been placed on uh, uh, on the injured list. So he's looking at six to eight weeks of recovery for uh, a broken hamite, which is one of the carpal bones in his wrist. So maybe he have a safe recovery. So we have a first uh, Puma signature shoe revealed and uh, coming from Brianna Stewart. Coming from from Soul Collector. So the deal uh, started back in 2021, and now it's coming into fruition at at the uh, I guess second half of 2022. Doesn't look too shabby though. Hopefully they come out with more colorways, and I might actually cop it if it's not like a woman a woman's only shoe. So congratulations. Congratulations is in order for Brianna Stewart. Okay, now we're going to answer the WNBA All-Star Weekend that is live. Well, actually, the NBA All-Star Game is live now as we speak. It's at 1, it's at 1 p.m. Yep, it's going on live. So it's a hap, uh, it's going on this weekend at the Wintrust Arena in Chicago. It's so we have uh, Sabrina Lonesco winning the skills challenge and Ali Quigley winning a record fourth three point contest on Saturday. So we have the two captains, uh, Brianna Stewart and Aja Wilson. So apparently there are special rules for the for the All-Star game. There will be two four-point shot uh, areas on each side of the court. The 28 feet from the basket and any shot made from those areas will be worth four points. You, we have during regular season playoff games, the WNBA used a 24-second shot clock. It has been shortened to 20 seconds for the All-Star game. It will reset to 14 seconds after any offensive rebound. 
and then in any instances where a player is fouled would uh would shoot free throws they will simply be given the point instead for a player for example if a player is fouled shooting a three-pointer they will not shoot any free throws and will be instead to be credited with three points the only exception is the final two minutes of the fourth quarter and and overtime is necessary okay so good luck to the women that are playing in all all-star game so now we're gonna move on to your music play folks We have Post Malone that is holding his 12 karat toothache concert in VR next week. Coming over from Road to VR. Med is carrying off a summer long series of VR concerts and community activities called Horizon Black Party next week. Headlining the event is nine time Grammy nominated artist Post Malone, who's holding a pre recorded virtual concert on July 15th. It'll feature uh, tracks from his latest studio album, 12 karat toothache. It's slated to last 40 minutes and also. Featured the kid Larry, uh, Fleet Foxes, and Roddy Rich during the event. The event will be hel uh, held in both venues in Horizon World and will loop three times on July 15th, starting at. Let me see. S 6 p.m. I think it's Pacific. Which is, yeah, 6 p.m. Pacific, which is 9 p.m. Eastern for all you guys here. It's open to uh, Quest 2 owners 18 plus in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. So if you can't make the always-on room and venues in uh, Horizon Worlds on the Oculus TV, it'll be available until September 30th. For non-VR users, a 2D version will be broadcast on the Facebook Watch through both Meta's and Postman's Facebook pages, as well as on Messenger and Instagram via Watch Together. Okay, so Sean Mendes did postpone his upcoming tour days to focus on his mental health. On the weekend, he postponed his Hopeland show after a nationwide wireless outage. And Lloyd Banks revealed his full track list for his upcoming album. So on the track, I, the the Kodai 2 will arrive on July 15th, but here's a full track list. We have number one, Impact. Number two, No Reward. Number three, Menace, featuring Conway the Machine. Number four, Living Proof, featuring Benny the Butcher. Number five, Value of a Check. Number six, Power Steering, featuring Jadakiss. Number seven, Fell in Love. Eight, Socialize. Nine, Murder One. Ten, Don't Switch, featuring Tony Yayo. Eleven, Dead Roses. Twelve, Trapped. 13 Traffic featuring Vado and Dave East, and 14 On My Way. And Yo Gotti did drop his new song Steppers ahead of his uh, CMG compilation album. And we have... Uh, Murder Beast revealed his second song of the year, No Mas, that is featuring Anito. Quavo, J Balvin, and Farron Williams. We have Charlie Puth that revealed his uh, release date for his upcoming, upcoming album.
on October 7th of this year. Yogari uh, ended up signing Memphis rapper Glorilla to CMG Records. DJ Khaled has announced the title of his 13th studio album. Quote unquote, God did. Blackpink's making an official comeback. They are returning in August. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion uh, reunited at the Wireless Festival in London. And we have Kid Cudi that is going to headline Cam McDonald's uh, virtual music experience. Amongst Omar Apollo, Black Bear, and singer and South Korean singer, songwriter BB. The virtual camp will take place over four weeks, only available through the McDonald's app, apparently. Each will bring exclusive merch, menu items, and promotions. And we have the Fan Army face-off that is still going on. From Billboard. It's down to the final four. A big achievement for any fan army. Final four voting began Tuesday, July 5th. And will continue through July 12th at noon Eastern. After that, just two fan armies will face off. And that will determine the ultimate 2022 winner. So the last final four we have. 17, SB19, Stray Kids, and Tomorrow together. Who will remain victorious? Who will remain victorious? We'll have to wait and see. So now we have uh, more new music coming from Burna Boy and, and Love. For, I'm sorry, uh, Burna Boy for my hand featuring Ed Sheeran. Uh, we have ASAP that revealed their second mini album. We have Brent Fayez in Wasteland. 1975 in the part of the band and Teeny, Becky G, and Anita in La Lota. And now the top five of Billboard's Hot 100 list. We have As It Was by Harry Styles. Number two, Jack Harlow in First Class. Number three, About That Time featuring Lizzo. Number four, Wait For You. Uh, future featuring Dreads in Terms. And number five, Jim, Jimmy Cook's Drake featuring 21 Savage. So it looks like that's all we have for you folks. Are you guys interested in this free mail? Here's how you can contact us. So we want to know your feedback, your thoughts, and any questions you may have for us to send us in this mail three ways. So via Discord, tapping exclamation Discord and chat now, via voice note over at ignorant.fm backslash demicway, or even via email to readymail at demicplay.com. Might even be featured on a future episode, even a special radio segment of the show. This is your chance to be a part of the show by sending us your thoughts, questions, and, and any topics you want to discuss with us. So thank you guys so much for making us a part of your day. If you wish to join our community server over on Discord, join the answer exclamation Discord and chat now. You guys, we're trying to unlock subs over on Twitch, and we need, we need your help. So share the channel with your friends, your family, 
lurk if you must, and just help us grow together. Because when we grow, we grow together as a community. So leave us a review. We use it already on your favorite platform. Thank you guys so much. Have a great one for all of you. Go to Cruise and above. I'll see you shortly. For everyone, I'll see you in the post show for the Patreon exclusive post show. Everyone else, have a good one.